Mar, everybody. Welcome to the film room. And on this episode, I got Crazy Uncle Seth back on. <laughs> and <laughs> we're going to be discussing 2019's Haunt. Um, I believe it's a Shutter original. And um, in my own personal opinion, I believe it's a hidden gem. I sent this one over to my Uncle Seth to watch because he wanted to do a clown movie specifically it but i was like you know what yeah we'll do it but you know let's kind of save that let's savor that you know let's yeah that's a different level let's let's start with haunt because i stumbled across this movie this past spring i actually listened to a few podcasts where the people kind of hated the movie i'm like what i'm like okay so i was i went into it with really low expectations and i I left like very much pleased by it. And I just sent it over to Seth because I'm like, hey, let's let's do this one. It's got creepy ass clowns in it, you know. Let's let's see how you handle this one. And uh to my surprise, you handled it pretty well. Yeah, you know, I wasn't I don't know, certain scary movies, it's like you got Freddy Krueger, you're in dreams, there's no you, you got no control. He can like grow, do all sorts of Pennywise, all these. These are just a bunch of dumbass teenagers who, well, I guess they're 21, but make some yeah. good choices. Well, honestly, that was like one of the notes that I had was that I felt like everything that was happening to them was just pure happenstance, like, like pure coincidence that they came across this flyer, pure coincidence that when they pulled over the sign, illuminated and they they went in like i just feel like the stars aligned and everything had to be perfect for them to be in in that situation you know what i mean see i almost thought it was like they were targeted you You think think so well you got this guy that she thinks is chasing them they just happened to pull over i mean it's almost like they were funneled into the kill zone so to say i think that was their boyfriend though yeah, he was sort of sketchy, and you know, until yeah, we'll talk about him later. But that's the thing is, like, my first time watching though, I thought he, I thought the exact same thing. I thought that because she encounters that person in that alleyway, and then yeah, she thinks exactly. they're being followed, and then yeah, that, like I thought that would make sense. But on my second watch, I noticed it's it's the boyfriend's pickup truck. Yeah, but it never went by them, so you really don't know. That's true. You're not wrong about that. Well, I mean, I just thought it was too convenient. Like, they had to have been targeted. They might have been, yeah. But I would never... (laughs) I don't know. I know when I was younger, remember, I used to love haunted houses, and we'd go... Oh, yeah. We'd go all the time. All right, beg you guys to take me. Zach would scream like a girl. Oh, yeah, I was a little (laughs) wussy. But I loved it. I mean, I loved it back then. I don't know what it was, but like, or what it is now, but I don't like them. I don't like going to them anymore. You know, we went to one one time, and I think you were with, because Zach and Kayla and everybody. Oh, yeah, that was Haunted Corn Maze. No, we went to a house. Oh, no. The, yeah, Haunted Farm. And we were going through, and, you know, nothing's really scary. And then all of a sudden, there's this room with, like, long balloons hanging from the ceiling. You can't see more than a foot in front of your face, and it's full of clowns. It was oh, not cool. Shit. 
I know what you're talking about now. Kindred. And, yes. And they had to, like, finally, the one dude's like, dude, the way out's over here. Uh, because I was just bouncing from clown to clown to clown. I was like, no, why? Dude, honestly, to be just, like, completely honest with you, I think that was the last haunted house I've done. Because I'm pretty sure I was probably oh, a junior or senior in high school when I oh, did yeah. that. and. I've I've been an actor in a haunted house like after that, but I think that's the last one I've like gone through purposefully because like I do remember that I remember. Well, we'll have to do one this year. Fuck that! No way. <laughs> I promise I, I won't leave you. Well, I I do remember um, Zach was in front of me and he t- <laughs> he took off because he took off. And then some dude was chasing me with the chainsaw, and I, good God, if you would have clocked my 40 time there, I might be able to get on an NFL team, practice squad at least. I was that freaked out. You know, you know, it's funny how a chainsaw instills fear. They should have those at, like, at the 40s, just to kind of have, like, someone chasing them with the chainsaw and see if they'll, they'll run a faster 40 if they're scared. Yeah, but it's got to be a pretty fast person with a chainsaw because they run some pretty fast 40. Yeah, that's true. But no, that's why I think this movie, like, I really enjoy this movie just because, like, I remember I was infatuated with, like, haunted houses growing up. And I just think they're, I always had that thought in my head of, like, well, what if, what if some lunatic snuck in and, pretended to be one of the actors and ended up like picking off people. And that's not really like the premise of this. This is more of like a lure to like a house of horrors, but it kind of falls into the same bucket. So that's why I was like super interested in watching it. Yeah, I hear you. But I mean, but I'm telling you right now when the light came on and it was haunted, haunted house and you go up and that freaky ass clowns are, I mean, just getting past them, okay. You're not going to talk, okay. But you play this freaky game of look in my f- hands, and he's got hospital gloves on, man, so there's no fingerprints. That is just, I don't that's know, weird. that to me was a key. Like, this is not Seth, normal. I think, the, I think the thing for me that would, well, not only the fucking light turning on just randomly as I'm sitting there, I'd be like, no way am I going to that. But secondly, when you pull up and there's only like one other vehicle in the parking lot. <laughs> and it's Halloween night. Or something. Yeah, it's kind of like, this I, know, place I, I, I know it was like late in the night, but I'm also, I'm also just like, well, I mean, I remember doing those and there would be a huge group of people hanging out and like talking or having drinks outside after they got done going through, you know? Right. And it's like, there's nobody. There's just like a group ahead of you. That's it. Nobody else. Yep. So that's my first sign. And then like, obviously our main character, Harper, she like, she's not into it. Her roommate, Bailey, she's like, no, I don't want to do this. So like, they're two, two like level headed people that are like, yeah, I, this doesn't feel, look, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to do this. There's something not cool about this situation. Yep. Yeah, they could kind of feel it. And then the... I thought the two guys were pretty douchey, but... Well, I thought the chubby dude... I'm not good with names, man. I even tried catching them to write them down, and I couldn't do it. 
I think I but, don't but remember. Chubby dude, the... he was just a dick throughout. I mean, even in the bar yeah. before they went anywhere, threw his beer and it went all over the gal. And... Yep. Just a douche. He was a douche. And then I think Nathan was the name of the other guy that, like, yes, the guy who lived so. at the end. And, like, I, I thought he was, like, he seemed like a genuine, like, really nice guy, but he just had some, like, mannerisms and the way that he talked sometimes. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Embodies the douchiness. But, yeah, in, was in the end, one. yeah, in the end, he was a, he was a pretty good dude. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Well, I guess fear and shitting yourself for like four hours will make you a good dude. <laughs> yeah, fighting for your fucking life will yeah. probably make you a a pretty pretty humble person after that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I the whole scenario with the, the fat clown, you know, not speaking, playing that game where he pulls a. Uh, fucking key behind the girl's ear and she opens it and then she has to read the rules and yep. um which makes th- it almost seem more real because you know this is an act and if any of you are separated they will be you know it's yep. almost like put you at ease because oh yeah they you know they got our best i got they got our best interests at heart right like they, they actually have Hell no have rules but no the, the part like we just talked about what would deter us. The sign, the empty parking lot, the weird act before you get in. No. Hands down, if I have to hand in my cell phone anywhere, I don't fucking trust it. No way. No oh, fucking yeah. way. Like, that's not a red flag. It's like... But, you know, I don't know. Well, Maybe, it's like... I would never be in that position because I'd be like, I'd be like, either hell no or... Damn glad I got my buck knife with me. Well, they would probably they didn't they say like no weapons inside or something. So they I suppose have... they did, but you know you don't have to say nothing about that. Yeah, you don't. But, I guess you don't have to. But I mean, seriously. and when they walked up, when he they opened the trunk and he put the bat in the trunk yeah. before they walked up, it, they made such a sort of scene of that that I was like, that bat's gonna come back into play. Yeah, and it did, but I thought it would come back in a, I don't know. Sort of a more... Yeah, a little more important. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, he didn't even really have to use the fucking bat. He was an idiot to use it. Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah, I mean, I guess if they had like a basket or something that said like, we want you to be fully uh, into the experience, so please hand your phone into the basket or something like no like i would maybe be like okay i think about it i'd probably still not do it but it's the fact that they have a fucking lockbox it's like what yeah why are we getting the why can i just pick it up at the exit oh hey let me think about uh let me ask you this i don't i, I can't remember but when he opened that lockbox how many phones were there phones in there before they put their phones God, in? Dang it, Mel, you got me thinking. Because if I saw phones in there and no other people like besides the group ahead of me, which was like a group of four, I would be like I almost want to say there was a couple, but I cannot support that with fact. Yeah. I almost I would, want I almost want to turn the dang show on right now so I can fact I, this as I know, right? Just be like I wonder yeah. So I'll probably honestly I'll probably go back and 
and double check because that's obviously like a red flag right there too. Like, why the fuck do you have 10 phones and there's like only one other? I guess they don't really know how many groups are in there. Well, but... and I, don't, I don't think I remember seeing that many phones, but. Okay. But we'll have to check on that. Yeah, I'll have to check on that. But yeah, they. I actually kind of like that they didn't like just get right into the like killing run Oh yeah. Well, the weird thing is, right when they're walking in, you hear that scream. Yeah, and yep. it sounds. Re- it's like, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Yep. They do a good job, you know, because they're thinking it's a fun house or whatever, a haunted house, and well, I don't think that was just somebody screaming to make you scared. No, no, and like. Because when they're going through, I mean, everything felt pretty normal to them. And then, like, I like that they kind of were building it up, like, the, like the suspense. And you could tell that the entire time that Harper, the main character, was like, eh, I don't know about this place. I'm not this into is, this. This is I'm weird. And then, like, you know. Well, then you see her sort of her background later yeah. on and you sort of understand why she's that way, you know. Yeah, she doesn't trust. Which, like, I would totally understand. I probably wouldn't trust either, but right. um, I think, like, when that fucking chubby dude or whatever, he, the, the <laughs> chubby college chubby. kid, he fucking grabs, he grabs some, like, props or whatever, and he goes, they fucking bought these at Party City yesterday. He's like, Jesus, he's like, they put this thing together? Uh, they just slapped this shit together, and I was like, like acting as if it was like cheap. And I was like, "Do you under?" That's like the most elaborate haunted house I've ever seen. And well, like, and when they walked in, it was crazy. It it was like a fun house. It was seriously. very convincing that you wouldn't realize this isn't what you believe you're walking into. They had the tunnel thing where everything's spinning. Dude, they. They did not have... Well, most people got to pay good money for that effect. Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> but they, the clowns would have never had enough time to build that entire thing in one day. It would have had to be a well-established thing before. But Because but I did think the logistics of just building that spinning tunnel. I'm like, well, you're going to first of all have to have like a 72 or bigger inch pipe. Yeah. You have motors big enough with teeth. That it's like, yeah, that's not something you just go to Walmart and go, I'll take this. That's I'll the take thing about this. this movie. I'll take the plastic pumpkins and the leaf bag pumpkins. See, that's the thing about this movie, though, is like when... <laughs> When you really start digging in and picking things apart, like you can really tell, like how, like, I guess unrealistic and illogical it is. Like, but I mean, I, but I don't. There like, is such a genre of horror that that's that's it's okay. bread and butter. I mean, yeah. that's what it is, and exactly. you're watching it because that is it is what it is. You know? Yeah. You sit like, there looking up, going, "Why in the hell is she going back there?" You know, in every damn movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. That's why I, I I feel like I've kind of evolved in how I how I judge these movies. Like I feel like maybe four or five years ago, I was kind of a snob. I was just like, oh, oh my god, this is terrible filmmaking. Like they 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 didn't think about this. They didn't think about that. And it's like now I'm just like, yeah, they don't need to fucking think about like 
It's they, the entertainment they, value. Yeah, they need to do a good job. They can't just be like... We and you don't want just total B-list actors either. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like they do have like good production value, but I, I'm 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 pretty lenient on on how I judge how I judge these movies now. Like as long as like the acting's good, the cinematography is okay. Right, and right. The and, and there's at least somewhat good. of a story. It's not like a 1970s porno. Yeah, no yeah, story exactly. and all action. Where it's like. <laughs> I have never I would never think that that would be in a porno that type of music oh the symbol that's the husband on the way home you, the, know, you, get, you get a picture of that it's his wife and then he's on the way home back to them you know brown chicken brown cow everybody knows what that is oh well, I got to tell you, Seth, I haven't really dipped into the vintage 70s porn industry, so... I really haven't either. Oh, really? Because you just uh, explained the entire movie of one. Well, you know what? I didn't mind play or plagiarizing another uh, comic on that one. I, I <laughs> caught that one when I was very young. It might be a Dr. Demento from way back in the day. I don't, you probably don't know what that is, but... Anyway, we are getting off topic. I don't think my listeners know what that is either. Oh, there's some that it's got a cult following, or it will okay. now. Yeah. Okay. Well, they. Just uh, we're not talking about in. porn anymore. We're we're back on haunt. <laughs> the only porn I do is food porn. I just love to eat. Who doesn't? I don't know. Somebody that I, I shouldn't say. That's a bad joke. I'm not gonna say it. Were you gonna say Stephen Hawking? Because that would have been terrible. Well, no, because he at least had a feeding tube. Okay, maybe Gandhi. He chose not to. Poor bastard. Give him, give him a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> skin and bones. But apparently, he was a hell of a horn dog. Really? Oh, you've never watched any history on him? Oh, yeah, he was. I watched the uh, sexual oh. deviant. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. <laughs> I'm not joking. Look at I up. watched the documentary on him. I don't think that was. I don't know. Uh, yeah. According to Seinfeld, and Seinfeld. I quote, and I quote, he rubbed oil on his bald head and rubbed it all over my body. That's proof enough for me because Jerry Seinfeld has never done anything that is not true. And I'm pretty sure on George Costanza. Ugh. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, we're getting way off topic here. Yeah, we are. We're diving into damn sitcoms. We went from porn to Gandhi to <laughs> Seinfeld in a matter of two minutes. That's kind of fucked up. Uh, I, I'm starting to learn maybe I have a learning disability. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I already knew that. I jumped from subject to subject to subject. I think I my you... learning, I think I figured out what my learning disability is, though. What? I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't think that's a learning disability. I just think you have like ADD or something. Well, blunt head trauma. That did happen. That's true. You talk to your aunts about that. They'll argue about who is supposed to be watching me. Okay. You know, my frontal lobe was very damaged. And then the first <laughs> one, we said, who would be the serial killer in the family? Maybe the serial killer's greatest trick was convincing you it was Donnie. I could definitely, I could definitely <laughs> see it's that Don't it would tell be you. you could, I, I, that, I, that makes sense because you're, now that you're saying your your frontal lobe is damaged, I mean that would make sense for you to be the serial killer now. Well, it's like a game of Clue. 
I don't know who Colonel Mustard killed with the fucking candlestick. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a mystery. No one will ever know. All right. So for the listeners that have listened to A Nightmare on Elm Street episode with Uncle Seth, uh, you know what we're talking about when we're talking about calling our <laughs> his brother, my uncle, a serial killer. And then those who aren't listening... There's a whole fiasco now in our fucking family where. Oh, he brought it up last weekend. <laughs> I, I he wasn't told bad him at all, though. He sort of laughed. He did laugh because I told him, and like, he he did laugh, but it was like one of those laughs where you where like, you're wondering if you have to take the kid and the wife and go to a motel room because yeah, like live. <laughs> it was almost like he's like I'm laughing, but I'm also kind of offended. He was just like confused. He's like, why me? And I'm like, why not? You're fucking, you're a bachelor. You, you fit the, you fit the mo. You fit the bill. I, mean, I live in a small town. My mother and sister and my niece and people live here. I would never be able to get rid of it. I'm away with it. I mean, there's no way. Donnie lives at least in a bigger town. There have been plenty of bodies that have filtered through that town too. <laughs> Well, if you drop them in the mouse here outside Velva, they end up in Bismarck. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still kind of on the fence between it either being you or him. So if we were in a struggle and it was me and Donnie and we're looking at you and you have the gun, we're like, shoot him. I'm the good one. No, shoot him. He did it. Who would you shoot? Ooh, there is a question. I, so, Seth, I feel like I feel like you are very could take care- a bullet better than Donnie, probably. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, he'll like, live. I'll be like, here, yeah. yeah the here's a comp- here's a compliment for you, and this is not like a knock on Donnie, but I feel like you're a little more like charismatic. So I feel like like you're you could charm me into thinking that you aren't the serial serial killer but also that's reverse psychology because a lot of serial killers are charismatic the serial killer is the one that's gonna sweet talk matt remember them times when we were looking for ghosts at my house i never let anything happen to you it's him and you'd be like you lying motherfucker boom Exactly, but but th- think about Donnie. I feel like Donnie would be very like serious and matter of fact, and like try to oh, yeah. like deescalate everything. And I, I don't know. I think it'd be really tough. I'd probably just graze both of you. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is you cheat Donnie, and I'd be the I'd be the good one. I'd be no. Yeah, and I'd you be think pointing I was at jumping Donnie. in front of him, but what I was doing is pulling him in so that he had to take it in the chest, and I lived. Serial killer wins. Yeah, I hope I never get to that point where I have to. <laughs> oh, let him hear that one, one, and we'll see how that goes over. Like a fart in church, I guarantee. Yeah, you should. You should tell him that I would. Uh, I'd choose to kill him. <laughs> oh, oh, are you kidding me? See, if you said that to me, I'd be like, you know, I can understand it. You'd be confused. He would be like, the fuck, you kill me? <laughs> yeah, you want to know why I'll kill him? Because sorry, listeners, we'll get back to the to the movie here in a second i hope you're enjoying this little banter but i will this this is podcast related i would fucking kill him because i, I <laughs> dude just hold on for a second because i have sent him my podcast episode of of our first one 
twice and then just the podcast in general at least one or two other times and he has never responded he that's he is a serial killer you can't get a hold of him <laughs> ever all right if we both get in our cars now i'll meet you there in about two hours we got i'm actually gonna scourge. be up i'm gonna be there this weekend and i'm not even gonna tell him are you really gonna oh I'll see if i can i mean shit i can't do nothing yet i can't work or anything yet but Maybe we can get down there and see you, but that's we'll talk about that when we're not Possibly. doing this because we got to get back to this. I don't know, this. man. I don't know if I should be meeting up with both my uncles after a conversation like this. Well, we just know that when we give each other the side eye, you know, all right, we got to take them out tonight. Yeah, if you guys, if if there, if if there's no other podcast episodes published in the next like year, you know, I'm in prison because I killed one of my uncles. Or both. You, might just, just wanna, you might just want to be thorough because we might be in on together. That's true. I you ever think about that? that? Oh, the la- it's like an onion. There's so many layers. Goddamn. Then you always <laughs> got to think, holy shit. Is my dad waiting in the weeds? He was a brother too. I don't really see my dad as a serial killer type. He Well, that's the one you have to fear. The one that is the mastermind behind the whole thing. He's probably he's probably just like a um I don't know like a, a cyber thief or something just kind of <laughs> <laughs> like kind of just like small scale. God, I hope so. I hope he asked me, can I phone some money through your account? Hell yeah. He's got a bunch of like offshore accounts, you know, like the rest of his family are all murderers, and that's like he's so like you're the, saying um, that's the family member I need to suck up to. If you want to, I mean, I haven't seen the <laughs> offshore account money, but uh, well, maybe we need serial killers to take care of him to get offshore money. Okay, we got to talk about this one. There's not. All right, so we get to the point where they're like sticking their arms into that like X-ray wall yeah. and like feeling yeah. the body part or whatever. And I right just, away, it's the random crap that comes out of every haunted house. You know, ooh, brains, ooh, like eyeballs, you know. And yeah, I, though, yeah. I but don't you're waiting it. for something. Oh, yeah. The entire time, you know, something fucked up's going to happen. And I, I'm just not a trusting person e- either. So I'm just like, I'm not sticky. If I was even like a little bit on the fence about going to this place, I'm just like, basically, I'm I'm a spectator. I'm walking through. I'm not indulging in the activities and see i'd be the absolute diff- oh, absolute opposite polar opposite I'd be i know you're going because your frontal dude. lobe is damaged <laughs> oh <laughs> lord i'd be like see but i'd be the first one to do it so i wouldn't i'd be like brains and then there'd be eyeballs and then somebody gets her and get your fucking arm messed up I mean, and why is that the, not the first thing that you turn around and go out? Your friend's arm just got razor bladed. Let's well, get the fuck out. Let's take tried. this serious. They tried. Because the, the, remember, they, they got fucking locked into that one room. Because when, when the other two came back, they yeah. like, hold the door, hold the door. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, I don't know. I would. I guess I would have been a little more, let's think about this. I'd Something's not right here. I'd be like panicking a lot more and I would, I feel like I would know in like a split second, if not split second, but in the first like 15 seconds of us like screaming for help, 
and like the lights don't turn on and nobody acknowledges it, I think that's a pretty good indication that we're fucked. I was going to say, I think we're pretty much fucked. But you'd also go into either fight or flight mode, man. You'd be either looking for anything you could pick up, which throughout the movie, there's several things they could have tried to fasten something to protect themselves or at least attack others with, but... Oh, for sure. It's almost like they went straight into flight and they're just, let's run through this fucking thing and let's let's back up a few a few scenes right before that happened because the it's hard because the group splits into two and you know right. you don't know if it's all happening in real time or if one group's ahead of the other but the group with the main character and they're going through that fucking crawl maze and like yeah, and no first of all that's just a no for me my knees are my knees are fucked anyway. I'd be like, well, they're gonna have to let me out the front. You guys, I'm not crawl. fucking crawling. I'm no. not crawling through anything. No, yeah, fucking my way. jeans cost thirty bucks. I ain't, I ain't crawling. Did but you then actually, they come to them coffins. Think about this, Seth, and th- this is me being a snob again. I'm pretty sure most haunted houses or corn mazes or haunted attractions, they they need to have an ambulance on site just in case of injury. Well, injury or even a heart attack is any right. kind of emergency. It, you know? Exactly, because I remember when I did my um, my haunted house, we had to have campus um, like campus police there just in case anything happened. Really. Yeah, we we had to let them know of the event because it was a fundraising event, and they, like all they did was just like they it was they sat out in the parking lot, so it was like not it wasn't like they were like in the way or anything. But yeah, I would like if I didn't see like anything, you know, not to not to like step all the way back to the beginning of our conversation, but that's just like another thing where it's like red flag. Yeah, red flag because I'm thinking about like her injury, and it's like. Yeah, you would fucking you need because like that that girl needs a damn band aid. I mean, serious as fuck. Well, that's what happens, and you knew it was a razor blade right away because you know how she pulled it out and they looked at it and there was nothing there and they just sort of opened up. Yep, they opened up and clean. So and they're vertical for the razor blade. That's sort of how it is. And and they were vertical, so vertical with like the veins. Right. So that'll that's like just a. That's a fucking. That's terminal. but really right before that, or right after you were talking about them going into the uh, crawl space or a whole thing. Yeah. Before that, they had the ca- coffin drop, or they had the three coffins. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought it was smart as hell that the main character opened them all, and then she heard the mechanism in the one. Yeah. I, but what I, would I, have happened if you went in the others? I don't. That's weird. Cause yeah. I don't know what would have happened if, oh, think about this, would, since there was three of them, would three of them each get in one and only one person would go? Separate. Uh, yeah, they'd separate, separate them. Because it looks like it, it was manual. It wasn't just automatic. There was like, because somebody opened up that slot to pour the fucking spiders in. You well, know? And when she opened it up to when she opened it up the next time, the time was different. Yep, Exactly. So it's sort of make you think that's someone going, yeah, there's one more person in there. Okay, we'll let them two go. And yep. the last one, and they dumped them. Well, the spider crawled in right away, and then, like, for what they dumped on her, 
they couldn't have been all real spiders because really not much of anything stuck to her. Yeah, yeah, they would have been almost like glue on her. Well, and I sort of seen the writing on the wall when I seen this. So I was sort of like, oh, dear. You yeah, poor girl, well, you're fucked. I always, like, when I see something <laughs> like that, I was like, okay, they're either going to, like, pour spiders or worms or, like, they're going to pour, like, fucking, like, rats or something. Oh, no, not rats, man. Nah, I wouldn't do that. If that, yeah, if I even got an inkling that there were fucking rodents in a haunted attraction... There's no, I wouldn't be even 10 miles near that place. No way. I'd fucking go. See, mice I can handle, you know, and, and even trained rats, because some rats are actually pretty good pets, but nah. like, you drop just a feral rat, and that son of a bitch will chew through anything. Oh, yeah. the thing, Those things are fucking nasty. No fucking way. I don't fuck with those things. I hate well, them. I you've, hate heard those the, things. you've heard about how I lost my pinky toe to, well, half of it to a rat. What? You've never heard that story? You, you lost. Nah, full of shit. You're, yeah. fucking with, you're fucking with me. I was fucking with you. Okay, I was gonna say like <laughs> that is like my worst fucking nightmare. That is fucking crazy. Now you're talking like medieval torture methods. No, they 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 have. I mean, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, they're uh, fucking. Yeah. They're gross, but yeah, seriously, like, if there's anything, I know my wife's always like, remember the show Fear Factor? I felt like some of the stuff in here was kind of like what they would have on Fear Factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, you know, there's that one where they have to stick their head in that glass box and they're pouring, pouring spiders in. You have to last like two minutes or whatever. And then there's this, there was one that I watched where you had to, a crawl space, exactly like what they were crawling through in this movie except it was littered in like like 500 rats and you had to crawl no it was like 100 yards you had to crawl from how much like, money am i getting for this i don't know like maybe like 75k okay maybe <laughs> no <laughs> i'm sorry like even holly was like well what if it was like 500k or a million i'm like fuck that shit dude like, i would freaking strap you to my back and walk you through Okay, I no. I for that kind of money, I'd be like, yeah, you're gonna get a tetanus shot after this is all said and done. But we'll get through it, bro. Nah, I I couldn't fucking do it, dude. I don't know. I would like freeze up or some shit. I, I my biggest fear would be getting halfway through, like being fine, like as I'm going, but then getting like halfway through and like having like a panic attack and then not being able to move and then like. Yeah, people can come in and help you, but they got to fucking, like, crawl in there. with. They can't just get rid of the rats. Like, they're just in there. Right. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm fucked. I'm fucking dead. I don't really know what way the serial killer's gonna kill you. Several rats. A contained coffin. Dun, 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 dun. I think I'd rather burn alive. Oh, well, it would be quicker. It would be quicker. Okay. Unless so, you killed anyways, all the rats, you know used how their bodies for substance, and fought your way out of the coffin. <laughs> they, yeah, they would have. They'll chew Make through it. anything. <laughs> so, you know how I was saying how, like, that chubby dude was, like, picking up stuff and, like, saying, like, oh, these props were bought yesterday, and I, I was talking about how unrealistic that was. I was trying to get to the point of saying, like, they kept doing that. He kept doing that. And... 
they would just like be like, that's weird. But like our main character, Harper, was actually like, no, that's actually fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like she was actually like, yeah, like this. That's not normal. You guys like we shouldn't continue, you know, and then she's like super resourceful because um, she sees what she thought was like that exit, which ended up not being an exit. Yeah, you come back to that. But here's my thing. So right when they get out, (laughs) excuse me, of they get out of the little fucking crawl space maze, their friend's missing because she fell out. She fell through that fucking trap door. door. Yep. So then that other guy comes, (laughs) comes from that, comes out of the yellow door and walks up and they're like, hey, our friend's still in there. And he like doesn't say anything. And he like points at the door and is like, let's go. He doesn't say that, but he's like indicating that. First, there's no fucking way. There's absolutely no way. If my friend, I would never leave a friend behind. Dude. I'd be like, no way, dude. She's in there right now. We're not just gonna leave, you know? Well, yeah, it's like this creepy dude. Yeah, I'm gonna follow you, and you won't take your mask off. Yeah. So, like, like that was like my thing is like, okay, and then. They they go up this, those stairs and they hear like the chainsaw and they have to go down that slide. Oh man, I'd have so much trouble. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'd be like, oh fuck. Well, and that's just a classic thing. A chainsaw just puts fear in people. No yep. one wants to get killed by a chainsaw, man. It is amazing how just like uneasy Americans feel. By the sound of a chainsaw. Just Americans? Be- I think it's about everybody I'm buddy. Well, I'm just saying simply <laughs> simply because of a movie of the movie, the Texas Chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. Because I, I mean, obviously people were probably afraid of chainsaws like before that. If somebody was like wielding it and trying to kill you, but, but now it I didn't can... put that that thought in your head right away. Oh shit. Oh yeah, I'm gonna die. Uh, like yeah, I, I, this is not gonna be a good one. Seth, think about this. This this is all right, here's how I'm going to make my point. Let's say you're you're walking down a gravel road at night, like going through like kind of some forestry, an area that's like woods and stuff. Now, let's say that you've never even heard of the, te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or that had never been created or this is before it was created. And you heard like a, a chainsaw start up and, you know, you know running running is. in the distance. You just kind of be like, oh, some guy's chopping a tree down. Or you, I mean, you might be a little like on guard, but you wouldn't be like. Well, no, if it's night, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I feel like you'd be more confused. But now that we've had that movie and there have been so many movies that use that as a tool for murder. I Yeah, now you'd be like, what I'd, the fuck? I'd run. I'd fucking run. I'd, I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to keep keep myself together if i fucking heard that i'd be like no. i would look for the next person next to me and just make sure i take their knee out so i can outrun them I mean, exactly <laughs> I, I, all i gotta do is not be the slowest dude and I, I at least make it to the second level yeah oh man that's <laughs> it's like sorry bro take dude, one for the team rub it gives me like the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it because i'm like i've i've like thought of times where like, I remember this one time where my buddy and I, we stayed at a buddy's cabin, and for some reason, we weren't allowed to, like, park 
up by like the cabin. It was fucking weird, but we had to park our vehicle like basically almost a mile from his like fucking cabin. It probably wasn't a mile. It felt like a mile because we had to walk it. And it was probably more it's probably more like a half a mile. But uh my buddy's like, Oh shit, I forgot to bring my we were, you know, having some drinks at nineties. I forgot to grab my booze. You wanna come with me and get out of the trunk? And you know, I had you a flashlight. I did not see Sasquatch, but oh, I just okay. remember like we were walking through and like it was pitch black out and in the woods and like I mean nothing happened, but it's just fucking eerie, you know? It's just it's just creepy. To... I actually had one that I thought about telling you about tonight. Tonight? Yeah, well we talked. Oh I've oh. only seen one thing in my life I really I mean I've heard things and the you know the mind can imagine anything. Oh, you know, I've never I've never experienced or been in front of anything that I was so scared that you know and you can ask Abby this, your niece or your cousin. She, uh, me and her were deep water bay on Skakawi at a friend's cabin. And it's night and we got ourselves a bonfire going. Oh, I think you might have told me this. Yeah. And, you know, we're running low on wood. And one of the guys that was there, his cabin was just like maybe 100 yards, 150 yards down the way. And he had wood. So you want to go get some Abby? Well, she wanted to stay out. So we walked down there. And uh, I have her load my arms with, up, and I give her a couple, or she gets a couple, and we're walking back. And there's a barbed wire fence that runs around the whole campground because the other side is uh, indigenous land. I'm not sure uh, what tribe it is or anything like that, but you yeah. just, you're not supposed to go over there because that's their land, you know, and you don't, you respect it. And we're walking, and I'm just sort of walking back, and it's, I mean, pitch dark. And I look over, and I see what looks like almost two candles burning on the other side of the fence. So, you know, about maybe 20 yards up from us. But it's, it's darker than a can. It's like red, just flames. Okay. And I'm looking at it, and we're, we, I keep walking, and I look at it, and I'm like... What in the fuck could that be? And I sort of looked down at her. And about the time I looked down at her, she looked up and she seen it. And earlier that night, and you know how kids are, she was talking about if the Slender Man get us. And I'm like, you know, that ain't no damn Slender Man, but I've heard of skinwalkers that are native legends. And we just sat there and we sort of stopped walking. And we just looked at it for a little bit. And I looked at her, I go, you see that, right? And she didn't say a word. She dropped them couple logs she had and she hauled ass. And I'm like standing there all alone. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> Jesus. And all I did is I looked straight forward. I didn't look at it again. And I just walked to the campsite. And when I got there, you know, the buddies are sitting there laughing and they're like, she shit in her pants. She's inside the cabin. She ain't going to cut. And I was like, and I dropped the wood and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I just see. And I actually grabbed a meg light and I went over there with a flashlight and there were no reflectors, no nothing. I was just like, and then I just got the feeling 
it's time to go back to the fire. And I did, and I just put it out of my mind. That's the only thing I could do was just put it out of my mind because I couldn't explain it. I don't know how it's possible, and it sort of freaked me out, too. That's really weird. So you just saw these, like, what looked like red candles? Like, glowing eyes. They were like eyes. They were like oh, they were watching eyes. you. Yeah, it was like they were watching you, they were, but they were like a flame. It was, it was weird. That is really fucking weird. I've never told that story before just because other than the guys that were there because they were laughing and I told them what I saw on the way there. Even, a couple of them were like, well, you know, there's legends. I'm just like, don't, just don't even. We're not getting into it. No, we're just, it's, they're putting this fire out. We're going inside. Yeah. Where there's some shotguns and I'm going to watch TV till the sun comes up. Yeah, that's pretty freaky. Yeah, no, I mean, that is a really freaky experience. I mean, I feel like the the mind can definitely play tricks on you, but like there I mean, there's a lot of weird shit out in the woods that you can't explain. See, I have a lot more I can't explain that experience because I am an avid, you know, hunter, fisher and camping person. Right. But I've never had something where I've actually seen with my own eyes and sat there and been like Okay, wait a minute. So you know, in my head, something's got to be playing trick on you. It's a yeah optical illusion of something, or you know, that's the only one that I actually physically seen and have no explanation for. I mean, even to this day, how long ago was that? Oh, I suppose Abby is probably about eight or nine so i'm Damn. sure 12 13 years ago that's a long time ago holy shit yeah that's uh that's a freaky story i don't know if i have anything quite as quite like that from woods but i mean oh shadow people you don't see them in the woods everywhere no really you must nope. live a good life. They, I think they come after us that live bad life. I think they come <laughs> after people that like allow this stuff to like get into your head. Yes, yes, I, for that's sure. a lot of it. You allow it to take over your psyche. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, 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 I used to, you know, watch shows on that, and I used to research it and think about it, and I'm like, well, I feel like if I'm doing that, I'm just kind of like welcoming that for it. yeah like welcoming that negative energy which you know i don't know i sort of see it every once in a while you think but you never have like a definitive figure standing in front of you no of course not of course not you don't have Jer- well, you don't sneaky have- little fuckers you don't have jerry seinfeld Towering over you with his nine inch long in your face. What, what the fuck? How did we go to <laughs> how did we go to Seinfeld and porn? You added two together there. With Gandhi waiting in line. <laughs> I had to, <laughs> I had to add in Gandhi somehow. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that was a rough night. <laughs> I didn't know Jerry was that big, so yeah, it is a rough night. <laughs> And Gandhi's a very uh, patient man, so he probably took his time. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, that was not comfortable. Plus, you know, I, you know, he didn't talk the whole time or make eye contact. It was weird. All right. Well, yeah, we're getting way off. Let, here. Let's let's get back to the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. 
me and you are starting getting into this shit given mood. So, yeah, when she slides down that slide and that fucking guy with the chainsaw came up to her, I like, I thought immediately he was going to like slash her arm or something. Well, yeah, it's almost like he was playing with them in a way, you know, because didn't the one chubby dude even push him? Yeah, and I don't blame him at all. I've done that. I've pushed the fucker at but, one of those But, you know, when you sort of see what they're dealing with, and and then he just sort of looks at him. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have really any reaction. He's almost sort of like, I know you're going to die tonight. Yep. You know. He's playing with his food. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because, like, any normal reaction would be what the fuck dude or like like don't touch the actors like i remember that i, I heard that all the time when i'd go to that corn maze it was like don't touch the, like they didn't have a lot of like fucking high schoolers or college kids do it and they would like they take it too far sometimes with like they would touch you but you couldn't touch them so like they like grabbed you or something like you couldn't like push them off and so, well, like, that, that's just natural reaction. Oh yeah, it's it's a natural reaction. So I remember I I I did that to a, it was a guy who had a chainsaw, and I believe I've heard this story. <laughs> I thought you were I thought you were with me. No, I wasn't happened. there for that one. I I believe that's when I had uh, I had a knee surgery at that time. I was okay. Yeah. Going. So I won't I won't take up too much time with this one, but yeah. Like something actually very similar that happened in this movie with with the chubby dude, where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it, haha," and then like he like shoved the guy. I di- I didn't quite like shove him like he shoved this guy. Like he he fucking pushed that guy. Well, hard. This guy really didn't grab him. No, you, no, no. You wonder if he's just sort of trying to be like, you know, act like you're scared, dude. But they're already in the. This is fucking not good. Yeah, exactly. And and my thing was this guy. He was like he would come up to you and he would just do it. He'd like do it around your, like your legs. And he, he touched my, my jeans. Like he like, he like, like there's no blade on it, obviously. But <laughs> did you like, run? Huh? I thought I heard about one where you oh, just ran your yeah. ass off. That was the first time I ever went to one. I fucking ran. <laughs> I got separated from my fucking group and I had to be on, I was on the cell phone with them for like, yeah, Probably I remember they had an Amber out. Alert for you. Oh, for, my uh, God, dude. Names. That was hell. I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck did I run? Now I'm separated. So only dang 14-year-old boy at a corn maze they had to have an Amber Alert for. Yeah, seriously. I was thinking about <laughs> just cutting through the fucking corn. Yeah, and then you're going to have to deal with the children. Honestly, I could I could punch Isaac in the motherfucking mouth. I, I could handle those guys. <laughs> Malachi, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not scared of them, but yeah, no, he touched. He was like touching my leg, and he he came up one time. That's fine. I was like, haha, that's like that's good. But then he came again, and I hadn't even been in the maze yet. He just was doing it to people waiting in line, and he did it to me again. And I kind of shouldered him, and I was like, dude, I was like, fuck off, come on. I was like, he's like, don't fucking touch the actors, and I was like, don't fucking touch me with that thing. And he's like, I didn't. I was like, Yes, you did. And I, and then and then it was funny. Oh, you Karen'd out, huh? Why well, didn't fucking Karen out? Like this guy's just touching <laughs> me. And, my, and it was funny because my dad was like, he's like, Oh, he marked you now. 
He's like, now they're all gonna fuck with you. Oh, that sounds like. And cool. I was like, I'm sure he's gonna walkie his walkie-talkie his fucking friends and be like, hey, there's a douchebag wearing <laughs> wearing this. Like, you gotta fuck with him while he's in there. But <laughs> I mean, it was fine. We had a big enough group. There was like eight or nine of us where none of us really got singled out. I feel like, but yeah, he he didn't bother me after that. But I was just kind of like, dude, like, like 15 years ago, they had the all class reunion here. I think you and Ben were here for it. At somewhere they had the bands and stuff and street dances and crap in the park, all sorts of stuff for like three or four days. And I was working at the bar and I was working in the beer gardens. And a buddy of mine knew I don't I, I fucking hate clowns. He paid a clown fucking a hundred dollars to fuck with me the whole fucking time. What? I mean, I would be like walking to go and grab beer and this clown would jump out. <laughs> Holy crap, I did that a little too well. And I'd be like, what the, what the fuck? For like three to four days, this damn clown. And finally, I was, like, I was like, dude, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. I, I just, have not just heard telling this you. story. This is like, this is like the movie. This is like Velvet Legend. This has been told every Halloween they bring this shit up because they know I don't like clowns and they remember when Rodney Rodney Arnold paid a fucking clown a hundred bucks to mess with me the whole week. Where the fuck did he find this clown? Were these guys Well, they had like a parade and they had stuff in the park. I mean, there was a four-day festival so there was clown and circus crap and petting zoos and so this clown (sighs) was there for four damn days. He gave him $100 every day or just 100 bucks for the four days? Just 100 bucks for the four days, but back then, 100 bucks was probably like getting 100 bucks every day. Jesus Christ, dude. That's uh... creepy. Oh, they I... love to let me remember it. Why didn't you tell him, I'll give you 100 bucks to go the fuck away? I ain't paying no one 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were definitely like afraid, I. Well, I'm not. I'm not deathly afraid. As I tell people, they disconcern me. They disconcern me because they're putting a false face on. See, that's the way. That's why I thought this movie would scare you more than than it did. Well, no, because once they took the damn mask off, it was exactly what you were looking at before. It was disconcerting. Well, I why didn't they just not wear masks? That would have been creepier. I think it would have been too personal. Oh, I don't know what it is, but the guy that... Well, and it wasn't all clown masks. I mean, the one guy sort of had a ghoul mask. The old lady had sort of a, I don't know, old ghoulish witch-looking mask. Yeah, but they all were kind of like cosmetically deformed to look like like what a clown would look like if it like was re- like real like pennywise oh we ain't gonna talk about pennywise i'm still handling that God. so anyways um i'm pretty sure right after this is when they meet up with the rest of the friends and they're they're in that like little area where they watch the friend that got taken away get fucking singed um, through the face yeah and it's the same thing that happened to the one gal when they first came in. Yep. And, you know, the main character absolutely thought it was real. Harper, you know what I love? 
I mean, that's it, her name, right? Harper. Harper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, you could see her face. I mean, she had tears coming down. Then they, you know, sort of brushed it off as it was part of the show. You know what you know, I that love? Was a, that was another person that came in there that they made part of the show. I love the subtleness that she that she had when they walked in there and they were like, no, don't shut the door. And she and they were all like screaming and she saw her friend hurt. And as soon as the door behind her shut, you 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 it, it's really easy to miss. But she kind of says under her breath, she goes, we're trapped in here, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I mean. I felt it's like sort of self-realization. Like, yeah, it was of like the very situation we are in. So that makes me just kind of look back at her from like the beginning of the of the haunted house and to that point, and it's like, yep, she has been. I know she's been skeptical to some degree, but now well, I know you that can she's tell always that happened skeptical. to her. Yep, you know, because she's sort of on a different level. She goes into more of a. I won't say survival mode more than a almost hide mode, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She well, sort of sits back for the most part and well, until she kills her best friend. Well, that's a little bit later on, but you know, well, otherwise she sort of sits back and just sort of is scared as hell. Yep. But she goes back and forth. I feel like, I feel like, but I also feel like that, uh, fight or flight mode is kind of fluid because if say if you're in flight mode but you actually can't leave, then you're kind of forced to be in fight mode. And which she was sort of like, to... yeah, that's sort of what it's like when she needed to be strong and make a decision. She did. Yep. But there was a lot honor to get to that point. Yeah, and I also feel like she. It, it, it's really odd because I know that she was like crying and stuff, but once before like shit like really went down, like she was still kind of like keeping her cool. It felt like, but this is normal and this is what my friends wanted to do. I'm not comfortable with it, but yeah, I'm going to make the most out of it, even though I have my reservations about it. So here's, here's probably my favorite part of the movie. It's when Nathan the baseball guy, he goes and finds a worker, Mitch. Yes, because they wanted his name. His name is Mitch. He's no. He said he. That's not. I don't think that's his name. He said you can call me Mitch. Yes, actually, I have that written down. He said. So he said exactly. They call me Mitch. Well, oh, it was he, they? He said they. I thought he. I thought he said you can call me Mitch. No, I. That's one thing I did rewind it because I was like. His name is Mitch. I was like, wait a minute. That's not what he said. And he's like, they call me Mitch. That makes you wonder who they are. Yeah. Okay. Is maybe left open for another sequel or something. I don't know. But and then they they're all around him. But he talks well. He talks like he's educated, like he has their best interests in mind. Well, he's and it's they weird. To take off his mask, and then all of a sudden they're off of it, and it's like, no, how are you letting this dude? Is supposed to, you know, this shit's going bad. How do you let him keep his mask on? Oh, I agree. Because so, if you're going to take his mask off and see what you've seen later, there's no way you're like this guy. You know, this guy, this is my kind of guy. 
this guy's gonna get he's gonna take us home. Yep. No, this guy's gonna eat your fucking liver. Dude, I like when the baseball guy finally got him and he's like, One of your friends is hurt, you need help and he's like, Yeah. And then when he was like, All right, I'll be right back, I gotta I gotta go grab something. I I for sure thought that baseball dude was dead. Me as well. Like I, I thought he was dead, and that's why it was weird because that, like the Mitch guy, was being so suspicious, and we well, he was suspicious the, the entire one, time. But the one smart cold. thing our main character did again is before they even went anywhere, she said, "I want your key." Yeah, exactly. But it's weird because he almost like flipped the switch where he was like being like, I don't know, he wasn't like talking to them like a normal human would. He was like very brief and just like not really specific about anything and then when they start like walking back to like or no he he comes into that area and he's like oh safety is of our utmost priority i'm i'm sorry you got hurt here yeah exactly he switch he just flipped a switch my first time watching this i I didn't get fooled by this, but I did kind of keep it in the back of my mind. Like, wait, maybe, maybe this guy is like new or he's like not in on it or something. Like there's only a certain amount of them. That that never crossed my mind. I mean, I thought they were way too far in. They were way too deep and too much had happened that I'm like, there's no way you trust this dude. Well, first of all, you, you kick the dog shit out of him, take his mask off, grab his keys, and either force him to show you where to go, or you're you're dead. Yeah, yeah. He well, did that's... some damn damage with a hammer later on. I know, but that like, I mean, Please. don't get me wrong. After like a minute of him on the screen with the with the rest of the crew, like that entire like notion went out the window for me i'm like no there's no way this guy's in it. especially because you said he kept his fucking mask on because he's keeping his mask on and that's like that would not that would not slide with me i'd be like no dude. you're you're already coming out of character telling us oh we're sorry we'll find a way for you out um no take that shit off show us where to, we're show us how the fuck to get out of here I would have the dog shit out of him straight then and there. I'm like, okay, there's what, five of us? There's one of him. <laughs> I mean, you should be able to take him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like they they could have, especially, it, it might be different if, like, your, your friend didn't have her arm sliced open and you didn't see your other friend potentially, like, die or whatever even though was... he tried to play that off as you know we we said in the thing that in the waiver that some of you will be separated and be part of the show or something like that yeah I do so he tried to explain that. it off through that but then it also be like i don't know how in a little town like this some show has the effects that my friend just took a pitchfork through the fucking brain yeah Pretty sure I just watched that. Yeah, you can't you can't fool people in real life with that stuff. There's no way. But like, 
I, so it's funny, like my aunt, actually, she told me a story. God, she must've been in maybe like three years out of college or something. Carrie? That's, that's my mother. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, my aunt. And she had told me a story about how she picked up a hitchhiker one time and it was winter. Why the fuck would she do that? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know why. I know. I just want to look at her now and go, what the hell is wrong with you? Well, I know. And so she picked up this this guy, this hitchhiker, and like she was fucking pregnant. And I, ju- I just feel like she's like, like, that was just like stupid of her. And she like, she... She had this guy in the car. She was just trying to do something nice, but he like had a ski mask on when she picked him up because he was like outside and it was like cold out. I was gonna say it better have been fucking winter or I'd been like <laughs> and 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 what the I know you're nice. You're from Velva and we try and help people out, but you're picking a guy up with a ski mask on. But here's the thing is like I mean it was cold outside. You like, yeah, <laughs> you pick that thing up and you'd be like, would you please pick me up? Not like, no, you wouldn't have a ski mask on. That's scary. This, this was the weird thing. Like about 25 minutes into the drive, he kept the mask on and didn't take it off. Okay, then that's where you're praying to God that your aunt either has a strong background in... Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So this is what oh, she, she did. has a firearm because that's so scary. This is what she did. She, thank God this guy was like, "Hey, do you mind if we stop at this gas station up here? I have to use the bathroom real quick." And she's like, "Sure." So she she stopped and he's like, "You're not gonna you're not gonna leave me here, are you?" And she's like, "No." Yeah, and then as soon as he left, she called my uncle and she's like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "Fucking leave." Who told her that? <laughs> My uncle. Oh, Trevor? Yeah. So yeah, then no she... shit. Trevor's be like, run, bitch, run. He That's fucking... scary, dude. She could have became a... just a statistic. That's really scary. I know it's really scary. So she, like, kicked his bags out and just, like, took off. I'm like, yeah. Well, I, I would it's... never pick up a hitchhiker. Especially because, you know, she told me... She was kind of telling me that story as, like, a like a cautionary tale like don't pick up somebody because like you know he might have been harmless but also like well it could be anything as simple as just mentally unstable and yep he might not kill or do anything to you but you have no idea what you're dealing with yeah it's just like it's an unnecessary risk to take but I just feel like... But in North like, Dakota, that's, you know, just sort of the way we are. You know, if we see somebody on the side of the road is freezing out, of course you stop and you know, give them a ride or let them warm up or call somebody to come and help them. I mean, but honestly, if they're if a real predator want to come here, I'll tell you what, we're easy prey. Yeah, no kidding. Other than those of us that conceal and carry. I mean, well... You know, that's why I think that, like, her situation and, like, these people, their situation is so similar. It's like, why the fuck are you keeping that mask on? It's weird. Like, the, like. Yeah, that just really freaks me out now that you told me that. 
I mean, that and, just surprises the hell out of me and just scares the hell out of me out of the possibilities. I, I know. I know. Yeah, it's, it, it is really freaky, like, stuff like that. I mean, my, you know, my wife's, my wife's cousin, he went on this, like, God, for, like, two or three years. He went on this whole thing where he was like, if I ever see a hitchhiker, I'm going to pick him up and I'm going to give him a ride. Like, being, like, a good Samaritan. Like, that was, like, his rule. And he no, did it. I hear you. He did it. And he's like, he's like, I had probably 50 to 60 uh, great experiences in a row. And he's like, and then the last one I had was not good. And now I don't do it anymore. I'm like, well, I get what you're saying. Like, your first 50 or 60 were good. And, and then you had the one. So, it was, like, a 1 to 60 odd that you're going to encounter some psycho something and it's like you, and something you don't want to experience that's but that's a those are pretty good odds like one in 60 that you're gonna fucking encounter like a psycho like i'm not taking those chances well it's a little better than 50 percent yes because one in 100 be one percent so one in 60 be two percent a little more 2.5 or some shit well it's obviously not a, not like a hard and true statistic. It's just his I'm funny statistic. if there was a one in five hundred chance I would never do it and I would never want my daughter to do it. No, just there's a reason why it's illegal. Don't fucking pick up hitchhikers. Cause you never know what you got. You might pick up somebody named Mitch who doesn't take off his fucking ghoul mask. Or you might pick up the next serial killer. Who knows? That's what this guy is, essentially. Oh, no shit, huh? Well, think about it. Think about it. Their whole plan is that they fucking build these things, kill these people, burn it down, and then find the next town to do it in. I almost wonder if they are just sort of a tight-knit group, you know, fucked up. They are. Like a Manson clan. They are. They're into body... Morphia, which doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but they're doing it to have an effect. It's almost to me like they were executing something they've been planning for a while. Because like we said earlier, there's no way they would get away with this year after year after year. And it'd probably take time to have the surgeries and the stuff they're doing to themselves. Plus to build and to know all the ins and outs of this maze that they made that they put the kids in this makes me think that this isn't the first time they've done it and that they are kind of like a traveling circus like they have things in multiple places that way they're not there too long they leave nothing behind i think they i think they burn it down and they they build it from scratch again at a new location how would you do too much though dude i just like they are, they're, they're addicted to this. They're, they're psychotic about it. But think about this too, Seth. Like, I don't. I would assume that they're only doing it in on Halloween night. You know, so like they do it once a year. They probably take that entire year to scope out locations across the United States, and then they're like, "Hey, look, there's a fucking abandoned." <coughs> Sorry, it's okay. 
there's an abandoned warehouse out in fucking bumfuck in Nebraska. Let's let's go scope it out. And then they look and they're then they well, they're like, oh yeah, this this would be perfect. Well, I'm telling you what, one of the dudes has to be a Rockefeller or a, what the hell are they? The Heinz people. I mean, they gotta have money to do that. Yeah. Do they make enough money on Halloween to do it? See, that's where we get that's where we get too far into the weeds of like nitpicking it, you know? That is correct. And and being like, well, that's not realistic. And I was like, I don't think they mean for it to I mean, I think they mean for this. See, to I would be like realistic. to say maybe every five years they put something up somewhere else and are just normal members. I mean, that's the thing. No one in this town or no one around there is, knows who they are or yep. have been there and been like, yeah, they're, you know, that's the, you know, Johnson's. They're building a fun house. I mean, how could you do it that high? Well, anyway, like you said, we're diving too deep into it. Yeah, but I do think that it was really smart for her to ask for the keys before they went on this little adventure or they went through that fucking crawl space again. Oh, through the damn maze again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I knew that. And it was this is fun. my thing, though. At that point, they had what? They had the two, two guys and three girls. So there were five. I would have sent up two, one of the guys... And whatever girl that I thought, if the dude actually tried to attack, would be able to help the most. You know, I don't know, maybe psychologically, you know, could handle it or whatever. Then send him up and then two behind him. That way, if he came back down, there's two to try and defend him there. I thought about it strategically. And it's like the one guy goes up and then they're like, okay, you go after him. Well, he knew oh. I get what you're saying. So then it would be like a pair would go or one one of the friends would go and then another friend would go and then that Mitch guy would go. Yes. And gotcha. then the two friends could bring up the rear. That way you do it as safely, I would think, as you could. But they said, and of course he knows, you know, he told them if too many people come in, then the trap door opened, didn't he say? Yep, which was complete bullshit. I'm pretty sure it just... They trigger it when they want to trigger it. Yeah, they trigger it when they want to, because what happened like when they were crawling through it the last time, when they were like all of them, yeah, that girl fell through the trap door, but like she was right behind her. She would have noticed. That's the thing I didn't understand either. Well, and you know, once again, with the trap door, they separated them again. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, once they, once Chubby Boy got out and then Mitch came through and he. Well, and my other thing was, why would you, okay, you got through that. Why wouldn't you wait till the guy you haven't seen his face, you know, as they call me, Mitch, why wouldn't you wait for him to get out and wait for the next person to get up there? Yeah, instead of I mean, walking. he just takes off. Yeah, because 
that was really weird because you think that the Mitch guy would then just like lead you out because he would know the way out. Right. I don't know. I feel like, <sighs> see, that's the thing where I, I agree with you. I don't want to be it just to be him and I. I want my friend to come through and then him to come through. Yeah, that way you got multiple people on both ends. Yeah. Yeah, because then he, like, wigs out, and he's running through, and... And then he know. nails that damn door shut. He nails, the, he nails the door shut, and then... But there was only three nails. Come on, dude. I watched I... him pound him in. Yeah, he could have easily... You can break that out. You're a big baseball player. Dude, all you have to do is flip around and kick it. And if you watch, he actually just walks, crawls into it, and smacks his head and goes, oh. Well, he tries, yeah, he does that, and then he tries shouldering it, and then he can't get it open. Come on. Well, that's just, like, stupid. It's like, dude, think with your fucking head. Like my thing is this, too, though. I I mean, I understand Chubby Douchebag was running running away. Would you not hear a guy pounding three... 16 penny nails into the wall and when you're coming up wouldn't you be like what the fuck and really just okay we gotta double time this and getting up there as fast as you could yeah I guess you're crawling out of a hole and the guy's got a hammer you know that uh yeah that's there's always that little chestnut so here's my thing too so now chubby guy he gets outside, there's nobody out there, and the fucking lockbox is gone. That's w- right there. I know, right there. I'm sprinting to my fucking vehicle, and I'm driving away. And I'm getting help for my friends. See, honestly, I'd be like looking around like, there's gotta be something I can rip up here and beat the shit out of this guy with. I mean, I don't know, that's just the way I would be. I'm like, no. I'm done with it. You fucked with me enough. Well, also now you're now we're gonna be at the high and I'm gonna be in front of a judge now because you beat the hell out of an actor. <laughs> Although he was too damn good. That just shows how good of an actor he is. Well think about this. Maybe as good as Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, you of all people know that nobody's better than say Jerry Seinfeld. JS, he's the king. He's the king. What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot what's up with airline peanuts I like Jerry Seinfeld fuck he's you a, he's a fucking you know he <laughs> fucked that guy he's a hack I like, he's a hack fucking uh, you're gonna find out who the serial killer is here pretty soon now okay you, so here's you, my you leave, G, you leave JS alone here's my big issue Seth so yeah. Chubby boy is waiting outside yep. for his friends to come through. And the most famous line in the movie was said for the first time in that scene. What? You want to see my face? Are oh, you... yeah. And then the other one is, can I take off your mask? So when he's when he emerges from the shadows and he goes, what the fuck, dude? Where are my friends? And then he, like, doesn't answer him right away, and he goes, they're coming. Like, calmly. 
I'm like, ah, dude. And then he goes, well, we're, he's like, where the fuck are where the fuck are our phones? And then and then he also he waits to answer him, and then he goes, somebody's bringing them. Like the thing that disconcerted me in this again is logic and picking yeah. things apart. But he's sitting there. And he's allowing this dude to be behind him. Yes, and dude, like, that was my issue. I was like, turn the fuck around, dude. Yeah, because he's just standing there, like, waiting for his friends. You'd think you'd hear them. And, you know, they'd run up and, hey, did, were you scared? You know, you, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys are here. Oh, I'm so glad it's not real. No. Just walk around and let a potential dude with a hammer. Well, that's which, the thing. Where, which he which, had. And he saw it. He saw the hammer. It was in his hand. Yeah, because, well, it shows it. It shows him glance down and look at it. And then he yeah. turns around. Now, that's where I'm just like, hey, this is just not logical. Because, like, any person, after a guy says, you still want to see my face? Like, like any logical person yeah, you would be see like. my face? I'd be like. I'd be like, fucking fuck you up if you don't stop this act. I'd be like, no, not really. And that's exactly what he did. I'd be be freaking out. If I saw a hammer in his hand that I didn't see before. Oh, if I. Oh, like I said, I'd take out next closest person's knee. Sorry, I got out. You're by yourself. You're by yourself. Well, if I'm by myself, then I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm fat. I smoke. <laughs> I ain't running away from anybody. But you're not fatter like, than okay, chubby boy, dude. though. I'm like, okay, dude, just rip my bottom jaw off and get it over with. Well, I don't. I thought it was. I don't want to die huffing and puffing. I want to die like, all right, enough is enough. I don't want to like have ran like a third of a block and falling down and can't breathe. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, yeah, that runaway thing was not was was not a good idea. No one wants to puke because you ran too far before you die. You're not gonna fucking throw up. You have adrenaline pumping through your veins. I'm old, Matt. Yeah, you still produce adrenaline. Run like, I'd run like a hundred yards. I collapse. He'd get there. He'd be like, "Son of a bitch, died of fright." <laughs> died of fright. Uh, died of fright on a Friday night. Well, okay, did you think it was kind of lame that they didn't even show, for some reason they cut away, and they didn't even show that he killed him? Yeah, because I don't know, that was the one guy in the movie I would have enjoyed watching die. Hey, you're definitely a serial killer. <laughs> what? I bet out of all of them, I'm like, if anybody deserves to die, it's that douchebag. That's true. Not I kind of thought I the... want anybody to die. I'm a, I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in violence, unless uh, violence I... is perse- pre- is... presented to me. It's pretty gruesome, honestly. I thought that guy when he took his mask off, I thought that guy had like probably one of the mo- like more creepy like creepy faces I've ever seen. Like, you know, I... they did that one. I re- the other guy that was sort of the clown. It was just sort of almost more paint. But you know his lips and stuff have been done. But this dude was, and the other kind of guy looked like a... the other guy sort of had the marble implants with 
the screw in spikes and stuff, but this guy was just he looked like a fucking chupacabra. I think he was a chupacabra. He might have been. But have yeah, his oh, Have you ever seen a chupacabra? No, I don't live south okay, enough. Okay, cuz we don't have goats around here and chupacabra means goat sucker. So I know. I know what a chupacabra is, okay? You know what? Chupacabra lives. Okay. Um. Anyways. So, that guy's <laughs> face is fucking ripped off. Dude, that was... That was probably, I think, the most brutal thing in this show. I mean, the, the pitchfork to the head... Man alive. That was sort of like, jeez. Well, but not ripping gonna, his jaw off instantly. and stuff. Ripping his jaw off and stuff. That was that was next level. Yeah, that was that was pretty grotesque, pretty gruesome. And, and they did a good job of making it look, you know, real. This movie actually had like great practical effects. I thought. I thought. Yes, like, it really did. I mean, because it. I mean, hate to get into the specifics of it, but it's like his jaw broke loose and then his lip, and, and it just sort of went up until they cut off. And I was like, "Holy crap!" Very surgical. You know that that looks what I like. What I would think that would look like. Pray to God I never have to see anything like that in my life. What would you do if you were walking down down the street? And fucking crime riddle Velva and you see some dude, riddle Velva. some dude ripping a fucker's jaw open with a with a hammer. What do you do? Do you help or do you run? Do you fight or do you flight? I I, I don't think I could see any human being in uh in peril and not try to help. I mean honestly. I mean, but in the back of my mind it'd be Run, motherfucker, run. Get your ass out here. But I I think I'd like to think I've never been in that. Si- well, in smaller situations, I've been, you know, being a bartender, I've had to get in the middle of fights and stuff. But yeah, but nothing that was potentially out. losing my life. Um, I would like to think I would help the person out. But I guess until Except- you're... Until you're really faced with that situation, you yeah, have no Seth. idea how you respond to fight or flight. Seth. Yes. I know. I know you'd do anything for Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> but I don't think you'd do it for for Donnie. Uh, give me strength. I'd take I'd take I'd take <laughs> the worst death in the world for my brother. And no without hesitation. I think you're the one wielding the hammer. Any human being, because I think we're all good. You think we're all good? Well, well, there's bad, but I mean, I like to surround myself by good people, and yes, I would take a bullet for many, many people. I have a really bold statement. I think man is the most evil thing on this planet. I agree with you 100%. We're most destructive. Especially Donnie. Oh, Lord Almighty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
he you know the thing is he's not evil he's Evil. Evil. <laughs> oh, he's gonna kill us. He, he. You know what? He doesn't. I, I didn't see that. So he's not even listening. To these. He's not even listening to these. It's almost like he's like, yeah. Once this fucking thing takes off and gets big, then I'll listen. He's kind of a follower, you know. He he never wants to be part of the 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 launch or the kickoff group. He just kind of latches on. Like a leech, kind of, kind of like a serial killer. Jeez. He just kind of blends in. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I'm really happy it's got me back in the horror mat because I've been watching more and more and more and more. And yeah. the more I watch, the more better I handle it. Because I don't know. I'm happy that you're 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 watching these movies. You're you're kind of taking in the the beauty of these movies and the and entertainment value and um, you're able to, di- you're able to dissect them because see, that's the thing with this movie. Like I actually really, really like this movie. I think this is a really well-made film. Like I will I- say the second time I watched it, I did like it better than the first time. The first nope. time I kept waiting and it's sort of, I don't want to say predictable but you no know I, I mean like i said it's one of them things that i don't go to sleep and worry about gotcha yeah where no some of them just like the supernatural and i mean just crazy shit or like prolonged yeah murders That's... of people like you know the hills have eyes i mean there's some things in there that's just it takes way too long to get through the scene and it's disturbing. I think that's a really interesting set that you said that you enjoyed it more the second time around. Cause you know, typically, typically it's like diminishing returns on movies, right. not like classics, but cause like, I'll tell you like the second time watching, like I still enjoyed it, but I didn't have any of like those surprise factors or anything. Right. But I was, I was able to catch, more stuff yes that you know you, that i miss yes exactly and actually i probably i will say i will probably watch this a third time you think I so mean, I, I think i will i mean it just it's one i can watch and it's decent and it's a good movie i'm not gonna be freaked out to hell when i go to bed at night and be like holy shit i'm gonna eat the light on it yeah, because you know, but I also but feel it's, like it's but it's entertaining, and every yeah. time you watch it, you, you you notice something or another aspect. Yep. Well, just think about it like this: like, I just I feel like I don't like it's it's a creepy movie. It's it's an eerie movie, but yeah, it doesn't keep me up at night because I would have to drive out into the country and find a haunted house to put myself in a situation like this. You know what hey, I mean? There's a place around Velva that has been featured in a haunted uh, place. Uh, how about you come and me and you go and check it out at night sometime? I've never checked it out. Seth, you are just proving my point. You're trying to lure me to a secluded location so you can <laughs> fucking kill me. No, thank you. I'll tell you what. We can bring a third person that way. You're, you're yeah, up the body count. That Great. way you got two on one. 
great. Up the body count. That's awesome. Okay, bring three people. Jesus Christ, now we're killing you. Well, that's what I figure, if that's what you're worried about. That's all right. I actually made enough money to plant some corn this year. I'll have a maze. I'd like you to come down and enjoy it. You know, I'm not even I'm not even scared of that because, you know, I'll actually be logical and I'll just fucking run through the corn. I'm not gonna go through the maze. That's why you have tripwires. And what is the tripwire gonna do? Well, anything you want to do. Tripwire can be sharp and cut into you. A tripwire could trigger any kind of a trap. Anything to make you have to limp that way you slow down and I don't have to run too hard. But I'm going to be in a gator, so, you know, I'll be right behind you. He'll turn. That's what I want to make. <laughs> I don't think so. I've already planned it. You're fine. I'm, I'm really not afraid. I think, I think I'd be more afraid of, like, of you, like, sedating me. What? <laughs> that sounds so creepy, dude. Dude. Fucking that listen to creepy as fuck. I don't even know how the hell you would sedate a person. It's like here, have oh, some Benadryl. That fucking sounds creepy <laughs> as fuck. What? <laughs> yeah, here's Dude, some Benadryl. Take your medicine. You just fucking said that you're gonna put tripwire in a goddamn cornfield to cut through my leg, and you're gonna come after me in a fucking gator. You asked me. If I was going to kill you, I'm not going to kill you now. Then what do you plan on doing with me after that? I'm saying that, a boy. Now you're part of the crew. You know, you... <laughs> and me no, and I... Donnie and Cole will come up and be like, Serial killers, oh! Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, it's, that's, all, it's that's magical. Strange. It's like Wonder Trends activate. And no, I, I get to be the animal. You're the elements. You can be water, or ice, or something. It's your sort of shitty power, but I think you're you're more like uh like Jeffrey Dahmer, dude. Give me strength. <laughs> I am not any way near like that. Human <laughs> flesh isn't very good. No, what I'm trying to say is that like <laughs> you don't you don't like physically attack people. You just sedate them and then you you eat them. <laughs> well, I call it fine dining. Call it what you want. <laughs> what am I, Hannibal Lecter now? You're worse than that. Oh, you have no idea. But I just feel like yeah, you're, <laughs> you're trying to mitigate the physical activity. You're trying to like completely take that out of your your game plan you're just so trying now to you're putting me on the number one list for the serial killer in the family you said you want to be famous no i don't i want to be forgotten i ain't pretty sure i'm accomplishing that <laughs> i'm trying to put your crazy ass on the map well velvet north dakota son of a bitch represent 701 whoop whoop that was lame. That was um uncomfortable. Yeah. Don't ever do that again. I apologize on this, on this show. I apologize. All right. Let's let's hit the home stretch here. Let's do it. So now 
we got a girl with a fucking pitchfork through her head. She did. She gone. And then I thought it was pretty frightening with Harper kind of running through the different doors and like locking them. And he's like coming after her. You know, the one thing I thought was just pull the key out a little bit and break it off because then it wouldn't be able to be turned. She did that. Well, she broke it off, but it was clean in. So the key was still turned. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And I was like, well, but in that situation, how would you even think about it? You know, you'd be frantic. Yeah, that'd be really hard. I I don't know. And then also when Nathan comes back to save her and he has like a nail gun and he like, like, how do you not? Well, first of all, she got into the hallway there. Well, before that, the nails went through her feet. No, this is this is before any of that happened. I thought the shotgun was later. I'm talking about the nail gun, bro. Oh, sorry, sorry. When Nathan shows up and he start, he like saves her that first time with the yeah, nail gun. There was only three nails in that damn gun, dude. Yeah, and he shot him in the arm. It's like. Why wouldn't you unload? Seriously. And then he runs his pork pitchfork into the fence. And he's like, he like backs up in fear. He's like, oh my God. Like, uh, I think you're safe. I think you're fine. You know, the except this way. She gets away and, uh, oh, we, we hadn't even like mentioned this. I thought this was really stupid. I didn't really understand why he was such a important part of the movie. And he really ended up not amounting to anything. But the abusive boyfriend that shows up. Yes. Yes. That was the uh, biggest waste of time. Well, when uh, the baseball player fell through the trap, he found there was a cell phone there. Yep. And he texts behind his back. That's when he, before he was in the tarp. And I mean, I, that's another thing I didn't understand. Okay, you backed up, you kicked a paint can with your shoe. You try and be quiet. Then you crawl out, and there's the fucking dude that's been helping you through the whole time, you think, is standing there. Why the hell don't you have one of them paint cans in your hand ready to beat somebody's ass? I know. <laughs> it's like, so I'm just going to walk out and go, oh, shit. And also, like, why did Mitch just, like, football tackle him if he had a fucking hammer in his hand? Why didn't he run up and – or why didn't he fucking fling the hammer at his head? Tell you, a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty I don't know. sure I survived this thing. Put I would survive in. it because I would never go into it. Put me in it. I'll survive. I think you'd be I the first one dead. I might take a nail in the foot or some glue on my hands, but I'll, I'll make it. <laughs> I think you'd be the first one dead. <laughs> Probably. I think like, you would. See, dudes, it's okay. Yep. 
Well, there goes Uncle Seth. Lying on the floor with a goddamn stake through his head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Why not? But, yeah, now... What's he do? He eventually gets him off of him, right? Yeah. What does he do to him? Is he just, like, knock him out and then run away, or what? I can't remember. Well, no, they were... He shot him with the nails. No, he shot the... the Yeah, he shot the... The other dude. With the nail. I'm talking about Mitch. Yeah, I'm sort of wondering how in the hell did he... I mean, he was behind the scenes, though, there for a while. And that's and that's where he found her ring. Remember, that was her mom's ring, and the gal that got cut, that was her mom's ring that he yeah. found back, and they showed the grapes and the stuff they used for brains, and then there were razor blades sitting underneath it. Because he was, me, like, behind the scenes. Let me ask you this, Seth, because... I'm confused because when when Harper finally gets when he I know I'm kind of skipping ahead but basically when Harper fucking hits Mitch in the head and knocks him out we don't see him again no he just does he just end up like dying when he like when they burn the place unless she killed him yeah, but they didn't make it like obvious that he died, that she killed. And him. you think you would because they made most deaths, you know, you sort of understood one. But maybe, as I said, there's a way that this goes to another possibility at another show. Well, yeah, but it's weird because I felt like Mitch was like the most prominent. He was the most prominent. Well, they call him Mitch. I don't know if I want to call him Mitch. They call him Mitch. And that makes me wonder who they are again. Because that's what he says. They call me Mitch. The shadow agency. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I uh, I kind of wondered about that. But yeah, now we get to the point where She's in that room trying to solve that puzzle, and she's underneath the bed, and she's having well, flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, well, before that, she was walking through, and she got the nails in her foot. I mean, because that dude with the chainsaw came in, I'm pretty sure. And she sort of backed up, and she got them nails in her foot, which will come back later. Or no, yeah, and then she was in that room with all the knives hanging. And that one little minion guy was cutting why, the rope. Why wouldn't you grab one of those knives? Or two of them knives. I mean, you're sitting there walking through a room, you're scared as shit. And it's full of knives just hanging from pieces of string from the ceiling. Yeah, dude, I just like... Like, I find I like this movie because it's entertaining, but I'd never have given this movie props for being, uh, like, logical. 
It is sort of hard to follow it the whole way through. It is. It is really hard because, especially on a second time through, like I'm kind of, I'm, I am picking some holes in I the know, movie, and I'm looking at my notes, and it's like, God dang it, half of it don't make sense because they don't line up the way they do in the movie almost. I know. I mean, they do a good job of lining it up and making it, you know, watchable in a good movie, but there's so many things that happen where you're like, well, now I got to go back to this because it has to do with that, but it makes no sense. Exactly. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like, once she... The whole thing with, like, her, her dad... She grew up where her dad, like, beat her mom, and that was, like, part of the storyline. I didn't really... Well, and that's where she got a ring. Well, and I have I have something about the ring for the end of it here, because I thought about it a lot, because they made it a focal point of the movie. Her mom's ring. And how important it was to her, and her one friend lost it right away when she put her arm through the hole, and was cut with the razor blade stuff. So, I mean, it, it was very, very early in the storytelling. And then, I know. And then the baseball dude finds it when he's behind the... So he's sort of behind the scenes. He's sort of where they're running. And he finds her ring. He finds that place where, you know, it was all that stuff. Yeah. So I thought the ring was going to pay... I thought it was going to play a bigger part in That's the what whole I'm saying. story but it really just sort of died from there That's what I'm saying is like what what does besides her like being like anxious and like not very trusting like what does the PTSD from her dad beating her mom have to do with anything in this movie Well I would think I mean, if that was something I had to experience, I mean, I would think it'd be horrible. And I think it would have long-lasting psychological effects on the person. But when she was in that room and looking for the key, I mean, and when she went under the bed, I think that sort of more explained just that fear of what monster is out there. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, I guess I can see it a little bit more now. It's just, I just kind of like, again, it's just like kind of illogical, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, I don't think that would be the time that I would like. And I think, I think with things that of that nature, the worst times for them to come out are the times they come out. I mean, that's just an everyday life, whether horror movie or just life. But when you're in that situation that flashes you back to something, you're in that situation. But it seemed like she was going to be left alone almost right away. That's what I thought, too. That's what I thought. Because she went in there and she was looking for, you know, and that's. It was, it was like almost like it became a panic room. You know, one of them things where you go and you pay 50 bucks and you get oh, put in a room and you got to, yeah, and you got to find the clues. Because pulling off, the, and I'm telling you right now, 
I'm sorry. That girl, she needs to read a book. Because ain't nobody needed to watch, to look at the dang words in a mirror. It wasn't that hard to figure out. <laughs> I'll tell you, it wasn't like super fragilistic, fragilistic, Yeah, that's what you need to get out of here. Huh? No, it was like, <laughs> look under. I mean, it was very simple words that she's using a fucking compact. Is that what it's called? A compact? <laughs> I'm here. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, you're wasting time. You're wasting time. I don't know. Maybe she's like dyslexic or something. Well, if she's dyslexic, it would have made perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No offense against the selection, people. Possibly, but yeah, no. (laughs) No, not at all. She stabs that fucker in the eye with the key. She finally gets the key because she finally figures out where it goes under the bed. And that, I I don't know. The first thing I would have done is I would have went out. I wouldn't have went under the bed for one. I would have looked under because it said, there's a monster under the bed. Well, what yes. does that make you think? Another one of your family members or whatever the hell this is, is under the fucking bed. <laughs> Dude, I would be like, I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm crushing the son of a bitch under this bed. There's no yeah. But she was smart. She put the dresser that apparently was extremely hard to get past in front of the door. And she crawled under there and he was beating his way through. And tell me that's not the scariest jack-in-the-box you've ever seen in your life. Seriously. I hate that song, man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, nothing good happens on the end of that. Even when you're a little fucking three-year-old kid, a fucking thing jumps out with a spring and scares the shit out of you. I feel that like, song yeah. is not good. It induces anxiety. I would think so. I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't. It just makes me uneasy. Hey, what would you do, Seth, if tonight you're laying in bed and you just like heard that? First, I'd probably poop a little. <laughs> then I'd be like, "Okay, let's assess. We have we have two choices right now here in life. You close your eyes, you close them harder than you've ever closed them, and you just fall asleep, or you get up and you're ready for war." Wow, I don't think there's, I don't know what's the middle. I, I think I just lay and play dead. Are you well play dead? <laughs> no one wants to kill something that's already dead. You just play dead. Yeah, but you're laying in bed. They would just Yeah, you, you bite your lip and spit a little blood out and make it look like something <laughs> bad have you. You play dead. I mean you play it like you're I don't know who's the best Tom Hanks or some you play it like you're the best actor in the fucking world. You play I am dead. You can um, go. You can go on to the next one. Um I'll try to follow and make sure that doesn't happen. But if I live, you know, I feel like the I think the would world like... would be bettered by my living. 
I feel like the killer would walk in and be like, what the hell? Somebody got here before me? <laughs> He'd be like, I didn't know there were many people that hated that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. And, and then the other guy pops out of the closet. Like, yeah, if you didn't fuck around. Shazam! To... <laughs> 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 Fucking Jerry Seinfeld pops out and he goes, I had to do it. He's like, what do you think about... <laughs> <laughs> Jerry saved my life. They'd be sitting down and be like, he's funny as hell. They'd be like, patow, patow. Because you're Jerry's, you're Jerry's bitch, and he's like, please don't kill him. No. <laughs> Jerry's just, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he's just a stud. He's a god. God of comedy. I'd love to see to... him in a horror film. I, I really wish I could. I think it'd be what? So He'd be like, what's the thing about murder? <laughs> I feel like he would be so out of place. If It'd he be like the film. Drew Barrymore in uh, in uh, Scream. It'd be like a big time A-lister that you're like, what in the hell are they? And then pff, dead right away. Jerry Seinfeld is not an A-lister anymore. What's that? Jerry Seinfeld is not an A-lister anymore. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld will always be an A-lister. Just because you're having sex with Jerry Seinfeld doesn't mean you just... Why do you say that? that? Next thing you know, he's going to call me and be like, dude, that's not cool. (laughs) That's not funny, funny. guys. That is not comedy. That is is gross in position. That is slander, motherfucker. Seth, Seth, you're right. That's not comedy. It's called life. No, it's called slander. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not instigating it I think you better make some money on this fucking podcast cause <laughs> you, might have to sit, you might have to pay out some George Costanza money out yeah I, I very much doubt fucking Jerry Seinfeld's gonna come after some low life like me well as long as we get on his radar I I mean, I don't even know what I would do if I found out Jerry fucking Seinfeld is listening to this podcast. I could just see him. Imagine if he was actually somebody who was listening to this podcast. And he's just like. Honestly, I, I, I would lose. I would damn near lose my ability to even talk about it. Because I know then Larry David, which is another very. I mean, when we go to comedy, uh, Jerry and Larry are just. I mean, everything they do is gold. It's it's gold, Jerry. It's gold. I feel like Jerry would be listening. He's like, no, what the hell? He'd be like, he said my name at least 18 times. That's 20 grand. True. <laughs> He's like, hey, they're stealing my jokes. No, I'm trying not to. I'm just riding on shirt coats. But I feel like that's a thing, though, because, like, you love Jerry Seinfeld so much. He's your lover. I don't <laughs> love Jerry Seinfeld. I just think Seinfeld, I think Curb Your Enthusiasm are two moves. <laughs> oh, wait. So you you love Seinfeld, but you don't love Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know the dude. <laughs> you can love I, I don't know what you're trying to get out of me, but it's it's a little you can weird. Love something that you don't know. I'll tell you, I love his work. Is that the better way to say it? Oh, I'm sure you do, Seth. Oh, you're such a yeah. I'm gonna say it. you're such a cocksucker. 
All right, let's get back to this. Jerry, what's that about let's you? Let's get back to this damn movie. <laughs> you, I'll tell you what, you leave Jerry and Larry out of this. All right, I'll leave them out. But, All right, thank yeah, you. We get to the Appreciate final. Appreciate that. Well, here, before we get to the final part of this movie, we got to talk about the boyfriend showing up and just getting dispatched like fucking in less than 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah. That was kind of pointless, wasn't it? Yeah, it was sort of anticlimactic, I guess. I mean, he expected something big. But, no. I was really, really, when I was, the first time I watched this, I was really fucking hoping, like, they weren't going down the road of, he's going to come save the day and be the hero. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing the first time I watched it as well. I was like, probably I was like, isn't oh, a good look. Lord, don't make this like every other one you watch. I mean... Well, not just that, but like the fact that they would be glorifying like a domestic abuser who's like out trying to find his girlfriend, like stalking her, and he's like the hero well, of the movie. Well, and then in the beginning... The one guy was like, he's an alcoholic, he's an alcoholic. And I, I don't know if there's any abuse because I don't really remember them. Yeah, there was. That. was she was there? covering up, she was, she was putting oh, makeup on right. a black she, eye. She was a cover, and a cover up on her eye. Yeah, he socked her. She told too many Jerry well, Seinfeld dude, jokes. That, that dude deserved to die. Yeah. That's called a douchebag. I don't know if he deserved to die in the the manner that he did, but yeah. Well, that was that was a little explosive. A fucking bolt to the neck, and then. Well, the I'm telling you, Matt. I told you, I put up a tripwire. That's that was called a IED tripwire, and it blows off a pipe bomb or something with shrapnel in it. And now we're going to be investigated. You know that. I just Actually, I know how to do it because we used to play with that shit back when we were young. Hey, now that you're saying that, now that clown kind of reminds me of you. What you would do. Maybe I am a clown. You're Jerry Seinfeld's clown. Do I look funny? Yeah. That's a hint, that's a hint too. Okay, let's get back into this. Enough of Jerry Seinfeld. God damn, you get me sued or some shit. I just think Seinfeld's fucking hilarious and I think Kirby enthusiasm is even more. You're fucking riding him so hard right now. He's a douche. Don't God talk the, about What? <laughs> Don't even say that. Jerry my goodness. Jerry Jerry Seinfeld is not a good person. Why you say that? I don't know. I've just Unless there's stuff. something I don't know. He seems well, not, nice to me. Not, not like not like like he's done terrible things or anything. I just think he's kind of like a he's well, kind of he's a, a rich person that I'm sure can do anything he wants to do at any time he wants to do it. And that's my point with trivial things him. of us small people do not matter to him. That doesn't take away from the fact that he's fucking hilarious. You still think he's hilarious. I do. <clears throat> what about uh name about- name a person you watch and that you really think a lot of that doesn't make money on what they're doing. That doesn't they make can't. money on what they're doing? Yeah. Who doesn't? 
Chappelle, he makes money on his stuff. He's funny as hell, and he's as edgy as it gets. I love the dude. I mean, comedy is comedy. Comedy is made to piss somebody. If you're not pissing somebody off with comedy, you're not doing it right. Seth, you just said that you love Chappelle, but you don't know him. Well, I've never met him. Then how do you know him? I know his comedy. Oh, you love I know his, his shows and stuff. I mean, hell, I grew up with the show, Chappelle's show. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, I remember that. Fuck your couch. He is one of the funniest men. Uh, now, we're not talking about humor. That's another one we can do sometime. <laughs> I'm talking about horror here. Sorry, okay, you, talk okay. about Ch- you talk about Chappelle, I instantly start laughing. <laughs> That fucker is so fucking funny. Well, um, I feel like the next time I watch this movie, I'm just going to imagine that all the male characters besides the clowns are Jerry Seinfeld. (laughs) And I'm going to replace their lines. I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe you got a thing with Jerry Seinfeld. You keep bringing them up. I'm just sitting here ready to get back into this movie. I keep bringing them up because you're... You have this thing with him. Uh, Mav, you can bait me as much as you want. I'm not going to bite. All right, fine. You love Gandhi. Let's move on. (laughs) You fuck Seinfeld and you love Gandhi. Get over it. No, I fuck Gandhi and I think Seinfeld is funny. (laughs) That's wrong. (laughs) You better delete that part, dude. <laughs> you <put> that in. <laughs> hey, you gotta try to never mind. You gotta try to be funny a little bit. Yeah, when we talk, we have a good time and we have good banter. Ain't that the truth? Just right, trying to keep up, Junior. So. We're at the home stretch here. They're burning the fucker hard, down. Yeah. They're burning the fucker down. It's sort of weird. I mean, the clown guy, I mean, they had that cons- they had that consistency plan ready to go cuz he just went with a zippo and and the whole thing started burning. Yep. So, oh, shit. in essence, you're destroying the bodies. Well, you know, even before that, we haven't talked about when they went through the tunnel and uh, the the old witch was there. I fucking forgot about that. See, that person. and I did not understand this scene in any way, shape, or form. Because the gal came out of the dang tunnel, the thing slammed shut, even though he's right behind her, and then the old gal was sitting on, or standing on it. Yep. And she was freaking out, you know, and well, he's beaten on the bottom of this and it looks like he's raising it several inches. So there's something on top of it. She could tell there's somebody behind her, but she just walks off. He opens it, pulls her down part way and they crush her skull. I feel like that was very lazy writing. That's exactly what I mean. I was like, she was such a part of the scariest parts of the movie to me. 
the very it's almost first, like they first, forgot about the, her. Well, the very first introduction of what would only be considered branding when they first got in yeah. to where she was doing the same thing. It was their friend, their friend, and put the damn thing through her damn head. I mean, I thought she really would have a much bigger role on the end of it, I guess I would say. Well, I seriously think that they just, like, forgot about her. Like, like they're like, okay, Plus we got-, got into the writing, and then it's like, oh, shit. We gotta have a conclusion to that end. Well, it's like they turned in the first draft, like, this is fucking great, and then, like, the producer read it, and he's like, yeah, this is awesome. Uh, what the fuck happened to this person? They're like, oh, shit, alright, I'll be right back. And they come oh, back like ten minutes maybe later. Maybe we should write a damn horror film. Fucking should. They're not that hard to write, honestly. Well, the thing is, if you want to be truly scary, you got to go to a place in your brain. Most people shouldn't go. That's why I don't like the really horrible horror films. It takes you to a place that a human being shouldn't go. But you think it's it... horror at its core. I mean, it it scares you to your being. You're, you're saying, like, like, just by watching that, like, it's just something that humans shouldn't be really thinking about? Yes, yes. I do not think they should. But I kind of agree with you on that. I feel like... I don't know how somebody... I mean, there's so many examples through history, so it's not like we don't have something to look at to think about and even use modern technology to make different. I mean, look at Saw. I mean, modern technology and stuff. But I just, I don't like thinking about human beings that way. I think we should think better. I mean, as long as it's a fantasy, which is what these all are, and that's a great thing about these. Now, there are some about real true life things. Yeah, but the imagination is the imagination. To do something is very, very much more. I don't know. It's where some of these stories where the dark corners, when you're alone, the things that just sort of creep up on you. They've all been a part of it. So I find that like it's really. I guess it's not that weird, but, like, ever since I've had, like, a child, I just feel like I'm, I don't know, just getting softer or something. Like, because now if I watch, like, something, like, what you're talking about that's, like, a very intense horror film or, like... You cry, don't you? I don't, I don't, no, no, you I don't cry, but I, I, do. I feel I feel a little ever more Ever since like, I had Abby, I learned there's another level of feeling. Yes, and but you're I'm... a new father, Matthew, and I think you're a good man, and I think it's good for you. And I, I mean, I it 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 has been good for me because like it it makes, I don't know, I just feel like when I watch stuff like that now, it like, if, I used to like not even like think about it, I'm like oh, it's just a. It's what just did a movie. I tell you, Matt? When you want me to watch horror films with you. 
I said, ever since I had Abby, I had to quit watching them. Because my mind made up things and I had dreams that, I mean, her as a young child, part of it, and it was horrible. I had to quit watching them. Well, now she's a grown woman and I don't know, horror ain't bad anymore. I don't have, I really don't have dreams like that anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's just tough because it's like... It takes now, getting used to. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just more in tune with, like, my emotional side. And also, I'll, like, see... Oh, fuck yeah, brother. I'll see something, and I'm just like, I'm like, god damn. I was like, that was, that was like, fucking gruesome. I'm like... Because well, you have empathy, and that's a good thing. Well, yeah, and, like, I feel like before I would just kind of brush it off, and now I'm just kind of like, I don't want to watch that shit. See, you know what I mean? I I know. I thought when you sent this to me, I thought it was going to be something. I was like, let's do it. And you know that wasn't that wasn't comfortable for me to watch it. But, <laughs> yeah. well, God dang it. They're so much better at the just scary part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or the thought of it. Just when you hear the do 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 and it gets louder and louder, and you're like, the fuck is coming? I know. But, uh, but this one, as far as just, uh, well, I will put this as a very soft Hills Have Eyes to maybe a Rob Zombie flick. Very soft. I feel like, I mean, this was like produced by Eli Roth, who did Cabin Fever and like the Hostel movies. And I hate, I hate the Hostel movies just because I, I think I feel like a lot of my listeners already know that like basically from 2000 to like 2012, not including like the remakes of like Halloween and and Friday Thirteenth Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I it was kind of like they call it like torture porn basically like the Saw movies the Hostel movies. Uh, see, those are the type I really don't like. They, no, I hate them, and I, I feel mean, like my, I told my listeners that before too. I I mean, when you show me, okay, somebody dies, okay, you hit him with a machete if it's Friday Thirteenth, Freddy slashes you or does something, you know, the bed gushes blood. But to sit there and watch somebody tortured and it's like a prolonged thing, them are the ones I really just can't do. I mean, I just can't do it. I would I wouldn't want to see another human being experience that. I understand well, yeah, I mean, horror. I understand horror, but I don't want to watch torture. Oh, exactly. That's that's the exact boat that I'm in, because I just feel like when I watch a film, I want to feel something. Like, I want to feel excitement. I want to feel adrenaline. I want to I feel say, fear. You want adrenaline rush and then boom moments. Yeah. And I, and I want to feel triumph, like, at the end. And I feel like whenever I watch those movies, I just feel, like, gross and, like, disturbed. I you feel know? like I need to go take a fucking shower. I mean, There's honestly. Sm- I feel like I need to like, take a shower and I smoke a cigarette. Dirty. But you know what? For what they're doing, that's sort of the response they want. I mean, that's what makes them yep. popular. They're oh, that, exactly. That's they're why that, they're that raw. 
Yep. They're that in your face and they're that personal. It's that because... you're not just watching a movie. You're actually going through an experience. It's the shock factor. It's people sitting in the seats at, at a fucking theater and they're and they cannot believe what is in front of them. Shit like that. And that's why I'm glad because I was a little worried with this movie. I like with Eli Roth's name attached to it. I was a little yes. worried it was going to get a little tortury and I'm really glad they didn't go that route. Like I guess No, I watched this pretty good and I didn't have an issue at all. Yeah. I felt like the the kills were quick. They weren't really torturing. Right. I mean, they weren't totally brutal. You know, no. It's for through your head. Okay. Oh my god! You see it for one second. Gone. Oh hey, we Just... we forgot to mention this. Uh, remember that worker that ended up helping them, and then he got killed. Yes, I do. And he was the one that went and looked for the gun. Yep. Yeah. Did you trust right. him? Well, right away, I thought he has no body modifications so I was curious but I would I would not trust him and I did like the fact that actually they had him in front of him with his hands on his head leaving and he took his mask off right away yes yes that's a good sign I mean and and he looked like a normal dude yep and then he got his head blown off by the chainsaw guy yeah he had the gun, and he should. Why? Well, my thing is this: he works for you. He's probably gonna sit there and cower because he figures he knows where he's in. Why wouldn't you kill one of the main and main characters? Why wouldn't you take one of them out that way to run the others away? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I mean. Like, this part's idiotic when they eventually end up running away and they're about to... He grabs his bat. Finally, the bat comes back into it. He grabs his bat. And they're about to fucking hop the fence. And the guy's back, the guy that was just trying to shoot at him, and he's like, nah, I got to finish this. And I was like, like... And then he got shot. And that guy's like a terrible aim. He shoots him basically... It's like a flesh wound. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, this is like so stupid. Why the fuck would you even... Why did you even go back, dude? I mean, this is my thing. I've heard it, I've heard of bringing a knife to a gunfight, but I've never heard of bringing a bat to a, <laughs> to a, knife, to a gunfight. I know. And, and I mean, this guy straight up like just walks up by the dude like, Man, this is Louisville Slugger. Seriously. Do you yeah. know what people have done with this before? They've hit home runs. I'm pretty sure Babe Ruth threw, threw down with this toothpick. I'm going to beat your ass. I don't care about that 45 revolver in your damn hand. Boom. Yeah. Ouch. Clocks. I mean, he does end up like. But he doesn't even him. stop. He's, he's Robocop at this point. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's a flesh wound. You get shot by a fucking forty-five revolver, you're stopping. Maddie, 
just from the surgeries had I've had as of lately, there's no way you would have that and you just shrug it off. You'd be no. down like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You go in shock and yep, wouldn't be good. Yeah, because but then he kills him. Yeah, apparently he can't get just another shot off. Yeah, he like hits <laughs> his arm and then how the fuck? Because he gets like shot in the abdomen almost. In like the oblique area, yeah, he's still able to like do a full baseball swing, not like hindered by his injury whatsoever. Well, dude, it wasn't a kryptonite bullet. That dude, Superman. It might be Superman. You'll son. see at the end. <laughs> oh my god! Now when I watch it through the next time, I'm not going to be scared for anybody because I know that at any point he can use his powers. What a selfish son of a bitch. I know. He's like, I can't give up my identity. I can't. Well, then they end up, you know, getting out. Well, actually, jumping into the four, the red Ford truck. The, the boyfriend's truck. Boyfriends. Yep. And let's haul it for home. Yeah, she drops him off at the hospital. Well, they go to the hospital. Well, that's what they show. And then she, what the hell was that happened to her? Where is my notes? She was waking up and one of them was in there and then she woke up again and she woke up from the coma or the induced coma or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. You watch it, right? Yeah, I did. I is this all before she kills the last clown? Yeah, she was in the hospital, and God dang it, I can't remember seeing because all I all I wrote down was dream scene. I should have been more specific. Um, but she woke up in a fright, and then. Oh, she was going to see her mom, and her, and her mom was there and hugging her and going to come into her house. And then something happened with the clowns again. Okay, that's all I remembered at the moment. Yeah, that's fine. But uh, <clears throat> she goes home, and, and this is the second time I'm going to bring this up. She home alone, that motherfucker. She Macaulay Culkin, that son of a bitch, bigger and shit. Oh my god, this is the second movie in a row where I'm starting to see a pattern. There's always a Macaulay Culkin in every fucking movie. That son of a bitch should be getting money from every damn movie in the world. Somebody pulled prank. That was he got Macaulay Culkin. That's That's what she but she but also if you think about it though, she's using the same things that they were using. Yeah, she is, but she Macaulay well, a little bit of new age stuff. I'm pretty sure that was a that was a Bluetooth speaker playing the music. Yeah, yeah, that what, she Macaulay Culkin. What is that stuff that what he stepped in the nail and then what was that like glue, glue that, stuff? That glue trap or whatever. I'm telling you right now. 
if I could figure out anything that's so sticky that you just barely put your hand on it and you rip your palms off and stuff, I'm going to make a shitload of money. Because that that ain't real. Now, there's clues if you put your hands on it for several minutes. You may very well rip off some of your flesh, but not that fast. It looks like a mouse glue trap. That's what I was thinking. And, like, I don't know. You can you can pull your hand off of it. I've gotten my hand stuck in one, and I've pulled it out easily. It's been many, many years, but I've put nails through my foot and one through my hand. But like I said, many years. Does, does it hurt? No, no, I don't even have a mark. It's been that long ago. No, I mean, like, when it happened, the nail through the foot, did it hurt? Almost not really. I wouldn't say it hurt. It was more scary because I was young. It was more like, holy crap, what is that? What happened? And, you know, you sort of, in in a way, go into shock, and you don't really register the pain. Until later when they, like, clean stuff out and they, you know. Then, then you sort of feel the pain. I kind of had a scary thing happen to me when I went to went on spring break, and I was uh, what the hell, like bodyboarding or whatever. Where you like? I think I heard something about this, like boogie boarding or some shit from grandma. And maybe, but what ended up happening is I got caught underneath the current, and it like basically made me it like I nosedived into the sand. And I don't know what happened, but my hand must have, there must have been a sharp edge on the boogie board. And when it hit impact, my hand slid down it. And I completely, like, I basically sliced my hand uh, diagonally. And I didn't notice it at first. I, like, got up and I was like, I was like, fuck. I was like, that was a hard fall. And, like, you, you don't feel it because you're kind of, like, in shock. Not really. You're in, well, you're sort of in the moment, too. You're in the moment. And then, like, and then I went to go grab the boogie board with my right hand. And when I clenched my hand to like grip it, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that feels like skin folding in the middle of my hand. It doesn't feel normal. And then That's I turned my hand around. Thing. And it was almost did like. Did you look like, at it or just hold it and say, holy shit, I know something's wrong? Well, I turned it around. It was almost like the scene in this movie with the razor blades. It was like, like such a fine cut. And it, it was like, yeah, like bleeding a ton. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to the hotel. So I, like, I went back to the hotel and I like basically I like gauzed it up and I I, uh, I had like good. I had, like Neosporin. So I put Neosporin all over it, gauzed it up and everything, like basically bandaged my wound and everything. But I was worried because I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't want to have to go to like urgent care while I'm in Florida. You know what I mean? Like. That sounds miserable, but I just, I toughed it out. It was fine. Well, I will say this there, buddy. Don't ignore anything because it will come back to bite you. That's just advice. I never will ignore anything. Ever. Yeah, I hear you. But, all right. right, Let's get back here. She fucking blows the motherfucker's head off, I'm assuming, right? Well... She has that. This is my thing. 
Okay, he got in. Sticky right away. He falls down. Puts his hands through the damn nails. Here's the song. You lived in that fucking house. How do you know that's not what's coming? Although it wasn't a propped up one. She actually pulled the trigger herself. Yeah, no. She got skill. I'm telling you, she Macaulay Culkin. And then that was just like the end. Just and when she, and remember her words to him before she took she took the shot. No. Let's take off your mask. Oh shit! Which was said several times throughout the movie. Dang. And it was always by them. Let's take off that mask. Well, hopefully and, she put but the thing end is, everything. The thing I was disappointed about is a lot of the movie was spent about her mom's ring and how her friend borrowed it, even though she had reservations, uh, lost it when she had her arm in the glass thing. Uh, baseball dude found it and when he fell through the trap and was sort of back behind the scenes. And it fell on the floor in front of her when she was under the bed. And it's like, okay, this ring has been such a sort of underlying factor. Something to do with when she was young or the trauma she went through. And I, I thought it would have, honestly, I thought she should have, I thought she should have branded him with it. Branded him because that's what they did for the first couple deaths. Well, the first one was just that girl getting that fire poker poked on her. That you wanted was the same way with the hot iron and put it through her friend's head. So I, I just thought it would come back. She should have uh, made him like swallow it. I don't know about that. <laughs> Brand then, him with it? Then he just shit it out, go to the nearest pawn shop and be like, can I get $25? Just shit out of some fucking gold. Yeah, That's their end game. They just want rings and bracelets and kick you out at the end of the night. A little beat up, no worse for the wear, but no jewelry. So, let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, you hate the movie, you love the movie, that's the scale. What would I give it? A yep. 1 to 10? <sighs> Probably a 3.5. If not a soft 4. Really? Yeah. I, I'm sort of low on this one. I mean, the second time I want... It, it was just hard to... It was hard to keep things together in a way. I hear you. I mean, there were certain things where you're like, well, how, what? And I just, and I watched it twice. And I will tell you what, I will watch it again. And in 15 minutes, tell you in so many words, just exactly what I think about it. But I think we should move on. I think 
I got a lot of things and a lot of good things to say about the new it. I think it may be what broke me to be a lot more tolerant of horror movies. It freaked the fuck out of me. Wait, so you're saying that the new it scared you so much that now these movies don't affect you as much? I will say it's probably one of the most... Well, I watch it. It it almost was like a theater. It's like a big TV with the whole surround system shit. And when it's like, no, just no. It's fucking clown like him with crazy eyes and shit. No, we're not getting into that because... Yeah. Let me I'll tell you one thing cuz we I will do it with you. But I don't know if you know this, but my wife for it too she surprised me like on a Friday night. She's like, "All right, get in the car. We're going somewhere." I'm like, "Where are we going?" We were driving for about an hour and a half. I was like, "Where the fuck are we going?" We pull up to a outdoor movie theater for the It 2 premiere. So I was like super excited, obviously, right? Oh, yeah. All of the workers were dressed up as Pennywise. And as you were watching it in, in your car, they they walked around with red balloons. Okay, that gets fucking freaky. See, it, I don't know. I, I think it's just because that was like, I mean, I grew up with Bozo the Clown, Cookie the Clown. Wizzo was on the Bozo show too. And then there was Pennywise. And he scared. I wasn't scared of the Wizard of Oz. The Oompa Loompas scared the fuck out of me because the only time you see them sons of bitches is something bad's going down. And otherwise, it was Pennywise. Clowns. I just. All right. I well... liked him. We'll have to we'll have to get that on the on the list for us to do, but I'm glad you're able to join me again. I know that that this wasn't your favorite movie, but I hope it was still like enjoyable. Oh, I'm gonna watch it again. So because I mean I would I'd probably give it a six. So I'm not too far off from where six? you're at. Like six. I I can, I'll tell you what I'll set it with you at a five. Okay. Agree. Yeah, I think we could both go five. That that'd probably be fair. I mean, and I mean, I know, I mean, no offense to anybody, just hey, man, that's just how the cookie crumbles. But hey, thanks so much for joining me. We'll have to get you on here again soon. I want to do like a bunch of episodes for October, just because like that's like. Obviously, Halloween season, spooky season. No, it's my birthday month. Didn't even know that, but it's Seth's birthday month. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I want to get a bunch of content out for everyone to listen to. So, um, stay tuned. We'll be getting more of that out. But this, excuse me? Sorry. I was going to ask something. I'll talk to you later. This was the, okay. (laughs) You good? (laughs) (laughs) I did so loud. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the film room. I'll catch you next time.